0: And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show.
1: Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Myth Bits. You made an excellent choice.
2: Welcome to the World of Myth Bits. We are your hosts, Jenna and Joe Sparks. And this is episode 97.
3: 97. 97.
0: <laughs> The world of myth, bitch.
2: Happy Monday, everybody. Uh, It is a new episode, a new week. We're coming off of the uh, review episode, which was a very meaty episode. So, hopefully, this one doesn't disappoint. We've got some cool announcements to make for the week. Uh, first and foremost, let's come, uh, let's get through the, the housekeeping. So, uh, initially we wanted to give a nice little shout out to Lulu Baskets. And that is, uh, Stephanie's new endeavor. And it's really cool. Um, I was looking through the catalog and, uh, super neat little baskets that are in particular for, uh, Babies, uh, grieving even, and, and uh, so far the catalog is is pretty promising, and uh, she just started it. So for more information, you can go to loohoobaskets.com. Also, on a totally uh, opposite spectrum, uh, we're still looking for contributors for the Zombie Works Full Moon and Helen anthology. So, uh, go ahead and either get those in, figure out if you want to submit anything. That's just www.zombieworks.us slash submissions. And uh, I know I'm I'm super excited for that one. So, as I said, we have a pretty big announcement. Uh, If you listened last week, you knew to anticipate this. Uh, We're about to announce the finalists for this year's open contract challenge and uh well i'll let it speak for itself
1: hi we're jenna and joe sparks for the new host for the world of misfits podcast how are you doing
0: we're good Good,
1: (laughs) (laughs) do you want us to draw it out and make it nice and awkward and and just stressful should we do that
0: it is it's a good day
1: (laughs) (laughs) a little muggy where we're at how's the weather for you guys
0: uh, it's about the same in Oklahoma.
1: Oh, oh
0: nice. nice and muggy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you know, and who? wait, who is that talking?
0: This is Jason. And Walt, what's the weather like? <laughs> I don't know. I don't go outside. There's <laughs> bears out there. Bears, <laughs> sharks, you know, that kind of stuff. It's uh, 3 nice d out there. Now. We're in Michigan.
1: Oh, uh-huh. fine. All right, well, we can beat around the bush all day long, but uh, ultimately, we are on the line with you guys to give you your official congratulations. You two, you're the finalists for the open contract contest.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, 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 thank (laughs) you. Wow. Congratulations. that's really awesome. Thank you very much. (laughs) Very good.
1: You now you guys are set. You are set to get uh, to to walk away with the $100 gift certificate and an ebook contract with the Dark Mess Publication, uh, and just uh, to to kind of keep you guys on track, better get your butts moving because you have until September 30th to get your manuscripts in, and that's oh. when we're gonna announce the the finalists. So how do you
0: guys? Get it in. Can you, get it get in it it. you better <laughs> get it in. <laughs> so don't, don't
1: forget because this is, you know, we're going to, when we announce the winner, that winner is going to uh, get the chance to come out to California for uh, Jason on Pop Culture Expo in 2021 for a signing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You guys are going to be famous. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, you can still go to the grocery store. You're know, talking, so. <laughs> talking about the cash prize and a trip to California. But yeah, the trip
1: to California, and then you don't know, think you're going to walk away with $200. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. it, uh, no, the last uh, the last uh, event looked really awesome. So, yep. But uh, hey, it's uh, good just getting this far. So it congratulations, is. Congratulations, Jason. Yeah. So. yeah, congratulations to you, by, by the way. It is. It was awesome. <laughs> So. Awesome supporters. Hey. <laughs> hey, it's all good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome, guys. I mean, like, sincerely, the biggest, biggest, biggest congratulations. I know it was a really long road, but you did it. You persisted and you made it.
0: So awesome. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> it's uh actually a story that came out of the ghost adventures tv show so oh hell I <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was watching one of them and i said what about a haunted uh what if you're stuck in a haunted jail there you Ooh. go so
1: <laughs> i'm definitely yeah,
0: definitely so. super stoked now oh yeah it's definitely it's, uh I have to thank Zach Bagans and the, and that. Crew, so. <laughs> oh yeah, I, re- I do remember that show. I, have you uh, have you ever seen a museum in Vegas? Oh, I've never, I've never gone that far. I, oh, I've never right. been to Vegas. So oh, well, just
1: so you know, his hair is as perfect in person as it is on TV.
0: Let me get me started even on his hair. <laughs> that bum <bomb. laughs> I mean, I I mean, even,
1: even legend has it one of his t-shirts are up for display in that little museum right there
0: <laughs> uh, I, 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 I totally believe it i mean uh, just, i knew knew exactly what you meant when you said the t-shirt
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well just going to show you inspiration can literally come from anywhere so all right so, guys, we're going to have last year's winner, Melissa Ridley-Elms. She's going to actually read and decide who's the winner. So it's all going to come down to her opinion, and I know she's going to do amazingly. Um, and we're going to make the announcement on October 24th, which actually lines up with uh, the World of Myths releasing that same day. So you can anticipate uh, a pretty gnarly issue, I think, on that one.
0: Oh, well, that's that's awesome. Yep, that well, makes perfect sense. You have the person from last year. So. <laughs> we try to
1: keep we try to keep you all on your toes, you know.
0: <laughs> try to keep it in the family, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought it was gonna they were gonna send it to the Hague, you know, and have them take a, a look over it. You know, that's <laughs> a lot of companies. So you know, hey. they don't they don't just do criminal court. They, they do this <laughs> so they review books so
1: yeah all right well again the biggest 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 congratulations to you guys um honestly i am super stoked uh to see the well i know i won't see but ultimately when the when uh the books come out and we get to see what you have uh created for your hungry
0: audiences (laughs) Cool. Oh, that's a high phrase, hungry audiences, right?
1: Hungry audiences, Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We can only hope.
1: I think they will be. (laughs) Remember, we're coming out of like post-COVID, well, not post, but we're coming out of uh, people desperate for entertainment. So uh, it's it's kind of a, a high bar, but also uh the best time i think for creativity to thrive yeah you
0: know? you're right uh, a lot of free times sitting around just kind of thoughts to yourself you know so that's yeah uh, a lot of truth on that
1: drive yourself a little mad but
0: <laughs> <laughs> sometimes the greatest uh <laughs> the greatest uh, stories come out of isolation yep. yeah Let's look at the shining that's true that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. well actually they filmed a movie someone had it in their individual parts, filmed the whole movie, uh, in wow. isolation. So, oh, not, yeah.
1: That makes yeah. it even worse, even just more terrifying. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So get your manuscripts in. Uh, September 30th is the deadline, and um, yeah, we're super stoked.
0: Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. We, we both. Really appreciate the opportunity.
1: And this is where so, you shake hands over the phone.
0: Exactly, exactly. A cake. Cake. virtual virtual <laughs> handshake <laughs> <laughs> all right guys good luck good luck thank you and uh, you guys have a wonderful day you too, yeah, have a you wonderful. too. all
2: right okay. bye
0: guys bye bye
2: so a huge congratulations to Jason Went and Walter G. Esselman for their contributions and submissions and uh, very very excited to see uh, what is going to come of their becoming the finalists basically. And uh a huge shout out too, to Gabrielle Balcom who uh landed in third place and she's also she's going to be taking home $50 and uh hopefully great things to come from every single contributor. Um I
3: congratulations once again, guys. <laughs> yeah, just
2: a major <laughs> congratulations. Um so yeah, so we look forward to seeing what's going to happen come, come October and, uh, hear who last year's winner, Melissa Ridley Elms, uh, who she deems this year's winner. And, uh, we'll get to meet them at PCE 2021. I know it's very stressful, <laughs> especially if you, if you submit something and you're just waiting and waiting and waiting and, uh. I'm I'm going through that right now. I submitted um, some work to the DC Fandom, the artist submissions. And... Uh,
3: How do you feel about that?
2: Well, last night I, I freaked out uh, because they released the trailer for the second part of DC Fandom. And uh, which is, it's going to take place on September 12th. And basically, uh, it's all going to be voted on and everything and then the winner is going to be announced on September like 21st I think and uh, well not even winner. I don't I don't even know it's just I'm I'm absolutely terrified because like as you guys know anytime you put your work out there it's gonna be scary (laughs) so like last night I just like went into this like full freak out mode uh serious 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 self-doubt uh i mean like major hardcore like a lot of um (laughs) self-loathing sprinkled throughout the night of my worry and panic and anxiety um but here we are you know it's it's one of those whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen uh yeah
3: you know what i like about that dc contest was that it wasn't just one style or form of the art. They had many styles and forms, like cosplay. Oh yeah. They had what they had the cosplay, the art. Uh, I think I even saw people were performing music. Right. am Yeah. A guitar On there. Um, I mean, it, it's which is kind of interesting because this is is this the first one?
2: Yeah, this is the first year.
3: So it's kind of interesting how they even have footage of that,
2: mm-hmm. right? <laughs> well, I think it's really cool. You know, um, we've kind of seen like this reconstruction of any kind of public events um, f- because of COVID. And personally, I think it's pretty awesome. Um, you know, like it sucks, especially if like a lot of your career relies on traveling to these conventions and, and the the face-to-face relationships. But um, d- the digital stuff that's happening, I mean, like if you're, if you're just in it for the content, I mean, it's, it's. I mean, it, the the first part of Fandom was free. Even Comic Con, what they did digitally, it was free, and um, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. And um...
3: I think it's going to be a massive achievement for DC. Um, you know, anytime a contest is put on, and you get really excited to do the contest, <laughs> you know, um, you're just going to have to remember though that as excited as you are, there's going to be thousands of other people, especially for like an open. Contest like that? Yeah. Um,
2: worldwide,
3: even? Yeah, worldwide, especially because um, I did one, I think, a few months back for Spitfire Audio, and they were putting a contest on for an open scoring contest. Mm. And then, you know, uh, I submitted my score and waited it, I think it was a few months in. Yeah, uh, it was a
2: good wait period.
3: Yeah, waited a few months. Um, and what they did was they had a live video um broadcasted on youtube Mm -hmm. of the winner so um you know when your heart is pounding you know (laughs) almost out of your chest as they're reading it off and then your name does not get called but then you see the winner i'm not quite sure if the dc is going to have just one winner or maybe maybe it could be that they are going to accept you know multiples did they say
2: yeah I'm not even I I I know they did say but I I didn't even really get my myself the chance to like obsess over what was happening with it because I knew that would just like infiltrate my mind and like warp my thought process (laughs) into this like super competitive thing because like we talked about a couple episodes ago uh the competition and I don't like to pit myself against anybody else. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's counterproductive. So when when I like start obsessing about like obviously there's the guidelines and stuff, but like, oh, you know, one person will win, blah, blah, blah. You know, and, and keeping in mind that, yeah, there's thousands of submissions
3: And they all have the exact same goal that you do.
2: Exactly. You know? <laughs> like nobody <laughs> enters a contest just to be like, you know, here's my uh participation effort
3: yeah and 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 that's also why there's a huge argument against participation trophies as a whole um during the spitfire challenge they had three runner-ups and then the winning piece so they played the winning piece which was david Cradell's, um at the end of the challenge right and a lot of people lost their minds.
2: I remember, yeah, that was, you know, intense.
3: Um, but a lot of them, they would need to remember that they were looking for something out more outside of the box than the usual piece. Plus, it had to be good.
2: Yeah, because it was for the show Westworld. And if you watch Westworld um, and you appreciate... Uh, Ramanjwadi's score, which he is iconic and a, a master of crafting musical scores um, they were they were going for something that obviously was was different and I remember when we listened to it because yours yours was great and you and I said it before you and the winner kind of. It seems like you guys had the same thought process and 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 what you put into creating the score because theirs was yeah
3: so I mean it was it was um he he definitely had the same thought process and that's when we can bring it back to how we we. Calculate calculate all these thoughts together, and who's pulling thoughts? Because we had the same idea. It's just his execution was top notch, mm-hmm. and I definitely congratulated him on his win because it was definitely a you know unique, beautiful piece put together. Yeah. Um. It's the style that a lot of people had issue with. Yeah, because
2: it was like eight bit. It was yeah it kind was, of style. Yeah, it
3: was the eight bit, but I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Um. But I mean, what well, Let's be honest. That was my first score, and it wasn't that good. I mean, it was. Well, let's just put it that. I mean, it really was. Wait. Like when I go back and listen to that against some of the new things, you can definitely hear the learning curve and 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 everything on that part. Um, but. Yeah, it's some little hiccups and whatnot. I'm not gonna sit here and bash it though. Like,
2: oh, no, because I mean, and I think you know, to 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 our listeners, you know, uh, I really have to take a second here and um, commend Joe because the whole thing—I I can't remember if I brought it up before or not—the whole reason Joe started making music was because I complained about not being able to find music to put behind the videos I was filming of my my drawing and he jumped in the into this uh a couple months ago honestly it was like right before covid hit um like hard and everything went into quarantine and he didn't even go like he he was still working he he never got furloughed or anything and this dude genuinely like taught himself and he is actively still teaching himself uh, music theory, reading music, um, I mean, all of this, that usually, like, to to really harness this musical education, uh, usually parents will put their kids into it at a very young age, and this dude's doing it now, and... Uh, if you if you go on to his YouTube channel, which we promoted before, it's just at uh, Sparks Inspired, right? Mm-hmm. And you can see his submission, and it's there. And, like, maybe it's just because, like, we're married, and like, I'm, like, you know, always impressed by everything you do. But, like, it genuinely, like, you know...
3: Oh, thank you. You know, bias aside, no. Bias uh, aside, no, but, like, no. ten
2: years ago, like, I never imagined that this would be the route you took and i love it
3: that's the whole spectrum of everything though you know um such as in my opinion i mean it's 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 okay you know and especially <laughs> because of the idea behind the whole thing it is okay you know um but when you learn you grow you really hear things your perception of everything changes then you're like okay i mean that was okay but how am i going to make it better this time mm-hmm. or how am i going to listen to
2: when you're calm con- yeah. like you said you're constantly improving thank you
3: um but that's definitely how you have to fight you know uh fight your your, your depressive thoughts and everything is because you have to move forward on this thing yeah. even in like the dc contest if Because I'm
2: spiraling. I'm like, I know I'm not going to make it, but it's like there's still that, like, fractal chance. But it's like, ultimately, like, why am I putting my emotional uh,
3: abilities? Well, yeah, and I said, well, it's, it's all about perception though too is because mm-hmm. like how you said okay well 10 years ago this music wouldn't have been even fathomable you know and i definitely would agree because um even i mean maybe it's in my own mind but i believe that i was completely almost completely different 10 years ago you were you know <laughs> so you were very different yeah so
2: i was too
3: you know um i just Listen to young lady. Uh, let's see her name here. I hope I'm not going to pronounce this correctly. Emily Balchettius, who is a social psychologist. And she has written a book called Clearer, Closer, Better. And I've been meaning to get a copy and then give it a flip through. Because she goes on about how... Um, how we view things and our perception of the world around us changes our entire brain chemistry and perception. Such as Michael Phelps, you know, he won all these medals back in, what was like 2008, something like that, um, because he had a different perception of everything about swimming. You know, he would count how many strokes it took to get from one end of the pool to the next end of the pool long distance runners they would put their vision into little increments so this finish line even though it was like what is it like a quarter mile away or two miles or whatever it is is now closer because now they're achieving this goal that is okay if i run for three minutes at full speed you know and now three more minutes for at full speed Mm -hmm. and now you know their vision is just eagle-eyed you know. Yeah. So, that is the whole idea of these worlds that we create, like even the writers that were writing for, you know, Dark Myth, and 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 like even when you create your uh, uh, story for the the werewolf story. Yeah. You, you know. Um,
2: Which, can I just, like, really quickly, since I've been kind of on this downward spiral of, like, shaming myself, I'm very proud because this is, like, the first story I've actually written beginning to end in, like, a year, a couple years. It's been a long minute since I've actually finished a story. So, I'm very proud of myself. So, self-congratulatory. Pat on my back. Oh, yeah. But, go on. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Because I've
3: read it and it is definitely a little old diamond. little old diamond. little old, old diamond. right do <laughs> So, um, yeah, and even, even with that, it's like, well, you know, um, if we, if we take perception even on, on creatures as a whole, I mean, 10 years ago, okay, let's put it in this, in this, in this space. I'm sure everybody knows what Twilight is, <laughs> you know, to those who don't, I don't know what to tell you. So. Google. You Google. <laughs> use the Google machine. Um, so, spoiler alert. In Twilight, she has her main vampire, uh, Edward. Right? Is it Edward? Yeah. Edward Cullen. Full name. <laughs> full name. All right. Edward Cullen. He, when when he goes out in the sunlight, instead of the usual vampire would burst into flames, um, he uh, shimmers and reflects the light back, which makes a lot of sense. But anyways, um, so. Ten years ago, I would have been like, "That is ridiculous."
2: People were livid <laughs> over that. They really were. Like, whether or not you like Twilight or not, like, people were j- like, just very upset over that. And I thought it was the stupidest thing to get upset over. Like,
3: now, really? <laughs> yeah. So now, it's because that brings you to of how you perceive the world and how you're going to perceive these creatures, mm-hmm. um, such as your. Character is not the usual concept, which is definitely what I like most about it. Um, but it's still great, you know. Mm-hmm. So, back to vampire. <laughs> so, I think she took a huge swing over her vampire story because who's to say vampires can't do this or that? And I think even in Blade, they touch on that. Like in Blade One and Blade Two they had different vampires and then Blade Three they had different vampires. Yeah. Um so if you have this kind of set standards, not everybody's gonna see it the same way. Yeah. You know? Um if you take werewolf, like what's your what's your idea of a werewolf?
2: Well, obviously, you know, you have the the classical take, just you know, uh, a person who you know, through throughout most of the lore, has been traditionally a guy, uh, morphs into this creature, uh, that's that's more canine, uh, on on the full moon, yeah, so and they devour people or so what basic, have you.
3: Yeah. So basically, we have the classic concept. Yeah. And I think uh, what is lycanthropy is a blood uh I don't want to call it a virus, but it is a condition, Mm -hmm. right? Bloodborne, very much like vampirism, it would be the same bloodborne. Well,
2: like in in Harry Potter, that's kind of, you know, uh, they kind of address that actually with uh, Lupin.
3: And where where does that come from? Because these stories were created back in the time when, uh, you know, it wasn't so well received behind mm-hmm. how these diseases and everything transmitted
2: well and everything was scary back then i mean like literally everything well
3: back so. w- back when they wrote this I, i'm pretty sure it, well it probably even predates this time but remember when they had the uh the, the plague you know and people thought that it was actually coming from the smell yeah right what, what where was that boston
2: those uh, uh pennsylvania. pennsylvania those for the yellow yellow fever the yellow they fever. thought it was it was just the stench Along the basically the the poorer area. So just put that into perspective.
3: You know, when you say you know how ridiculous this is that people thought that smells had caused this, right? You know, I mean, think about where we'll be at a couple hundred years from now. Oh, you know, if we're even still here. I mean. <laughs> I mean, it's it just, it's just, it just, uh, you know, there's there's no limits to the thoughts that have been thrown around mm-hmm. over something like that.
2: Well, I mean, you know, looking just on that note, I'm reading Radium Girls right now, and uh, the, uh, the corporations fought tooth and nail in the early 1900s up through the 1920s, claiming that the radium that was in their their paint was not harmful. And it was, like, they argued it painfully. The Curies actually established pretty much from the get-go, no, this, this stuff's kind of dangerous. And uh, these, these corporations were like, no, it's fine. It's diluted enough. These girls' jaws aren't rotting off because of our paint. That's absurd. And now, obviously, we know. You know, we know... A hundred years later, how dangerous radium is.
3: You know, and and that's definitely a a huge problem, you know, within their industry and the corporate world and everything like that. Um, I mean, you know, when you take a mass of people and you tell them something is legit and true and you put studies behind it and this thing kind of morphs but the person themselves, because in the, in the book, didn't one of the girls go to their boss and say, hey, you know what? I'm pretty sure this is not good for us. Yeah. Right.
2: The, the, the really sad one is it wasn't just one. It was several who went to several higher ups. And, th- and they were like,
3: mm. think about that. You got radium, asbestos. Uh, uh what was the most recent one was it with DuPont DuPont had been dumping chemicals into that river mm. and I think they made a movie about it called Dark waters and you know this stuff really happens so how this comes back into yeah we kind of went this Sorry. how <laughs> this comes back into the myth world is all even all the myths are uh based on some fact and cult-like behavior, could be attributed to people's own insecurities i mean think about it
2: well yeah
3: think about it somebody comes to you and says hey you i'm gonna make everything about your life better you know as long as you come over here and put this dress on and work the cornfields you know or something like that i'm not quite sure yeah so then they recruit people based upon their insecurities Mm -hmm. right so well the
2: the vulnerable is who they're they're preying on right basically i I mean we get we get a couple major ones going on right now well and and just to throw back to like the radium girls uh it was viewed as this prestigious career to be a dial painter because you knew that these girls were making pretty good money um and this was a field that was viewed as a really prominent career for for women, in particular at the at the point in history, and um, obviously that made it a desirable path to to go and work there. So again, preying on these vulnerable girls who, ideally, practically, you know, a lot of them came from from very little, and they were promised this, you know, grand.
3: As, life. As, as, as thus, isn't that our system as a whole anyways? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I'm not quite sure who could agree with this, but I remember when we were kids, it was mostly our teachers, actually. If I remember correctly, the teachers would like put these ideas into our heads about if you made more money, you would have a happier life.
2: Yeah. Oh, definitely, because that's what's promoted throughout school is these uh, quote-unquote successful careers, you know, doctors, lawyers, et cetera, et cetera, careers like that that are famous for being very, I guess you'd say financially, not even stable, financially beneficial kind of careers.
3: So then what happens to those who don't feel that they have even achieved certain... Goals
2: insecurity, know, in right?
3: So that gives these companies perfect pickings, mm-hmm. you know. Um, which I think that they even rely on us as a whole to keep ourselves in check in these places mm-hmm. because you know, what are the other options, you know. Um, and I think that's where a lot of the, the uh, some of the issues, you know, oh, for sure. come about because what we just described right now is, you know, look, let's bring, okay, let's bring this back into a story that was in the last month's, uh, this, this uh, month. Oh, no, it was this month. Yeah. This month's, um, <laughs> review. Okay. It was entitled collection day by james Rumpel. Mm. um now how how you can perceive the end also is that ultimately that vampiric alien race was using humans as a product so now those humans had no future but to be a product for this other species right and if they did not need them anymore, well, that was the end. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's where a lot of people kind of feel with, you know, businesses. And I think that's where, like, a lot of them get kind of disgruntled. You know, nobody wants to feel like only a product. And that's it. But think about how many fields that affects, too, though. You know, where people just feel like products. And oh, I, yeah. And nobody wants to be there.
2: And, you know... Um like i because of covid uh my place of employment uh closed permanently closed and uh i kind of i have i've been kind of floundering since because um i've put a lot of uh, thought into The next steps I'm going to take and the next steps I I feel like I need to take to where I have to reevaluate kind of who I am. Because up to this point, I have been somebody who's been expendable to other people. And now I kind of have to change and shift my perception to to figure out how best to value myself, my work, my, my goals, what I want, what I don't want. Um, And, and, and making sure that I'm trying to create on my own terms. And I think that's, that's really difficult because sometimes it is easier. It's easier to have somebody kind of tell you what to do, somebody to kind of guide
3: you, Oh, sometimes they they're sometimes they believe that happiness is also out of control. You yeah. know, if you have control over certain situations, um, you're gonna obviously gonna be happier, and it really doesn't matter actually what you're doing. Yeah, some believe that. You
2: know. Yeah, and I I am not good <laughs> at being my own boss. You know, and and this is a whole new endeavor for me, and there's also that pressure to make sure. I don't screw it up and I need to eliminate that because so what if I do?
3: Actually, absolutely. Because what's your other option?
2: Yeah. Uh, So that way I can keep pursuing this uh, want to do what I want to do, which is obviously make art, right? You know, all the all the, the stuff that, you know, I've kind of tried to prioritize but really haven't ever been been able to prioritize and i feel like there's just that that pressure now and um i guess that's kind of like what the the whole competition thing uh why it's so intimidating is because like you know what you're talking about like perception and where your perception comes from and uh basing your value off of that perception, you know, and, and all of that, you know, going back to like the Spitfire, uh, competition and, and talking about the winners or the winner. And, um, you know, there were how many entries, Mm 11,000 for, for the score challenge, you know, and, and it's just, it's, it's daunting because, there's this fine line between like self-awareness and uh what you're assuming is true and factual and um you know there's there's a lot of confusion I think with uh worthy worth your worth and um kind of where where you're you're trying to head as your ultimate goal am i making any sense or am i just rambling i feel like i'm just rambling at this point
3: no i mean take us
2: full circle please it it
3: is pretty much about your self-worth um of how you perceive yourself um but i think reflection is 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 a large part on this you know um when I was younger, uh, somebody told me that you are not what you do, okay? What you do is not who you are. And throughout the years, you kind of, like, you go back on You're like kind of thinking on it, you know. You're like, what the heck? What, what does that mean? You know, uh, because we're, 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 we're brought up into the system of going to college to do these things. It's like that's how you are made. You're perceived to do. Do this thing, and you need to know what you're gonna do right before college. You know, about the 18, the 19-ish mm. year, at which is, let's, is let's, ridiculous. let be and honest. And of I mean, let's be honest. When we're 18, 19 years old, and you have to make that kind of decision. Uh, well, well, you know,
2: it's hard because I, I know I, I had a vague idea of what I wanted to do. Uh, I. I think you were in the same boat of like, yeah, you know what, I think I'll do this. And and I think establishing because, you know, going back to the the idea of, um, well, you know, I'll do this because it's going to lead me to a life of financial stability with no other value. You know, like I kind of like this. I kind of like doing this and uh, it's a it's a valuable resource, but that's that.
3: That's one one concept that is actually being thrown out there. One concept is mostly about having the financial freedom to do the things that you want to do, mm-hmm. right? and I could totally understand that. You know, having having financial gain to do the things you want to do makes total sense. You know, um, but to get there. It's definitely a long road. Yeah. And who's to say you're going to get there? At the exactly. End? You know, there's no guarantee. So you're obviously taking a gamble on that. So you might as well take a gamble on doing something that you actually like or love to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it just it. I think it, it rolls through everybody's mind that it, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, um, that's why, you know, perception is such a large tool. OK, so if you go through these little steps. And you see the finish line, you go through these little steps and just just take into account, you know, that it is even a massive achievement to even enter the D.C. contest, you know, um, because five years ago, who's to say you would have done that at all? Yeah, no. You know, who wants to enter the art galleries or, or, you know, enter your work here or there? You know, it's all about how you perceive things. Yeah. And everybody doesn't start at the same starting line. Mm Mm-mm. And then I think that's important for us to kind of really sit on that idea and contemplate, because you have a whole list of names you can go through where they made it later in life. You know, you got who? You got you got uh, Henry Ford, right? He was, well, I think he was like 40 years old when he created the Model T. You know, Roddy Dangerfield, he didn't even become famous until he was 50 years old. Yeah. You know, um, and the list goes on. So. Things just happen, yeah, at different starting points,
2: and we're constantly evolving too because of the way the world is is progressing. You know, uh, Henry Ford and Rodney Dangerfield—they did not have social media. You know, they had uh, an entirely different set of challenges.
3: They, uh, yeah, they were products of their time,
2: exactly. And and ours, you know, we have algorithms to think about. We have uh this this uh digital footprint that you have to think about and um the the world is there it's out there
3: and you you, you know and you can think of it that way like you have this giant machine that has everybody's work into this algorithm i mean take instagram for instance like when you take your your picture and you post to instagram how long does it take until it's it's washed over by everybody else trying to do it? It's exact usually thing.
2: instantaneous. Well, exactly. Exactly. Exa- 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 it's
3: yeah. You know, but when you send something out, it's kind of like the idea with with uh, this force, like the force with music. When you put it out there into the ether, it stays out there. Mm-hmm. It might not be today, it might not be tomorrow, but it'll get picked up. Yeah. You know, it'll be picked up, and then you, you can go into the hole. Universe of things, like w- even like we're like, playing around with the the idea of thoughts being in its own spectrum, and you kind of just pull the thoughts out as they as we go, because as we as we say, there's no original thoughts. Yeah, right. But how are you going to perceive your thoughts, and how you how how are you going to perceive those thoughts? in the way that you live right now and the way that you see everything around you is going to determine how you're going to react to the situation okay
2: well like i said i think that's where like uh self-loathing and self-awareness become very uh sometimes it's too fine a line because and, I, and when i say self-loathing i mean um you know, you can look at something you've created and be like, oh, you know what? This is this is crap. This is this is not good. This is not quality. And that kind of is it easily falls into this uh, like self-awareness like, oh, I you know, uh, you've convinced yourself that it's garbage or something. But well, obviously that's not true.
3: Well, yeah. Well, that that idea is you can pull that back on my piece I was talking about. Um, my first score. I mean, for what it is, you know, it it did all right. I, I'm not saying that it wasn't good in its own right at the time because in my own perception of the time and everything, it was a massive achievement for myself. But, what's next? What comes yeah. after that? Now that I have this new perception of time and new perception of music and I've learned multitudes of new, you know, techniques and stuff like that, when I go back to listen to it, my future self knows where all of the mistakes were that I made. (laughs) Like, you know, so that only prepares me for the next contest, right? Yeah. So I say, okay, that wasn't good. What's next? The next contest. Okay. The next contest. I got this nailed. I mean...
2: You're using. Hopefully,
3: it, though. Hopefully, everybody thinks that way too. That was in the previous yeah. contest. Using
2: and, using your your uh, abilities up to to today, up to today's point, as your uh, learning experience.
3: And that's what the contest is really about. The contest is about challenging yourself, and that's what competition is for. It's for challenging yourself so you can grow to be the best you for the future. Five years from now, I bet your future self is going to be like, oh, I'm really glad I, <laughs> I uh, entered that contest You know, yeah. as very much as my future self will be glad that I've done these other things. Or, you know, you can sit there and you can reminisce and you can pout about, you know, what you did five or ten years
2: back. I'm really good at that. You know? It's <laughs> <That's> my specialty. <laughs>
3: so if you concentrate your thinking energy into these positive effects that's going to happen right now... Um, then your future self is definitely going to uh, definitely be grateful for what you're choosing to do with your time now. Um, so my final thoughts are perception. If you need to take anything away from this, today's episode, perception is everything. Um, if you perceive it to be a rough time or a bad day guess what the day is going to be bad you know if you keep reminding yourself over and over and over again you know what i don't think i'm gonna be a millionaire i'm not going to be successful i'm not going to be this or that or this other thing well guess what's going to (laughs) happen right so how you perceive things is is everything
2: yeah and and you kind of have to be aware of that and how you go about about every day, you know. And I I think it's okay to to dwell and have a pity party once in a while, but um, momentum, just kind of keeping this momentum of uh your out not not even your outlook because it's you know you you can't be like toxic and and constantly positive because that's that's unhealthy but um you know like like joe saying uh if you perceive today as as a crappy day it's going to be a crappy day um and and on that note too like my therapist a couple years ago actually told me it's like if you wake up and you just are, are already like you know you know it's going to be a, a day pull the sheets back over you, close your eyes, throw those sheets off, stand up and, and start over. Just start that day over. Obviously for some, that's not going to be super easy, but yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's a constant battle. And I think, you know, when, when anybody is, is creatively minded, it's, it's this constant battle. And, um, I don't know where we started today. I don't know where we started on this conversation and hopefully we've wound up being full circle. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, I think uh, momentum, perception and momentum. That's what this episode will be called. <laughs> so again, hopefully that just kind of brought us full circle and uh, hopefully you guys got something out of it again this week. Yeah. Uh, you're worth it, is is what I'm going to say. <laughs> Just
3: remember, you only got to reach one.
2: Yeah, that's true. All right. So, to wrap things up nicely is a nice little bow, uh, don't forget you can always find us uh, at theworldofmyth.com um, where you'll also get to, if you guys didn't get a chance to listen to uh, last week's review um, and ultimately read and see the content for the most recent issue, now's your time. Uh, all right. So theworldofmyth.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter, at the World of Myth Bits podcast and the World of Myth magazine, and we're also on Instagram now, it's just at the World of myth bits. Uh, Pretty much until next week.
3: Thanks for listening.
2: All right. Bye. <laughs>
0: The world of myth, bitch.
3: bitch. Is your mic?
2: They don't love you like I love
3: you. Oh,
2: yeah.